Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Five thirty-six. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I mentioned to you that the Attorney General at the state of California is getting ready to to go after a school board. School board instituted a policy that said if your child decides they are a different gender, they will notify you. That's it. Attorney General says, you and I, the parents, we have no right to know anything that's happening in the school. So it's outrageous, to say the least. It's also, if you recall, what Terry McAuliffe said when he was running against Glenn Youngkin. Told all of us to shut up and sit down. Well, Governor Youngkin and a number of great folks in the state Senate and the House of Delegates really are standing up on on our behalf and uh, we just got a budget and despite the fact that we're hearing about the bipartisanship let's be honest Virginia Democrats turned their back on working Virginians months ago uh, the Republicans were always ready to get this thing done and, and one of the folks who's a member of the state Senate does a great job day in day out has been my state senator since uh, uh, we moved here to Ashland is Dr. Siobhan Donovan and I'm happy to say that uh, she is joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, my friend. Good afternoon. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I am floored. I know we're going to talk about the budget, but I'm floored about the Attorney General in California as if somebody else is going to provide continuity in a child's life other than the parent. It's staggering. It is staggering to think that the message without any apology is, hey, mom, dad, Mm. Just, just butt out. We're, we're raising your kids, and I'm sorry. Call me crazy. I'm not going along with that. No, I agree. All right. I know we've got to talk about that, but I also would love to talk about the budget. It's, is it now all officially done, wrapped, sealed, done, and dusted? Mm, almost. Okay. Um, the governor has the prerogative to look at the budget and offer amendments. And he will either decide um, that it is time to sign now so he can turn his attention to writing the new biennial budget that he will, um, you know, submit this December or, um, you know, he, you know, he will submit some amendments and we will reconvene and entertain those amendments and vote on them. But for the legislature's part, unless there are amendments, we are done. Okay. And, uh, you relatively happy with uh, what was accomplished? I'm relatively happy. I think, uh, honestly, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to what Governor Youngkin proposed uh, 
six, eight months ago, mm-hmm. um, actually last December. And so I think there are some subtle changes that there's absolutely no reason in this that this could not have been completed um, prior to July 1 so that we could have had things like the uh, sales tax exemption yep. happen before schools. We have put that back in, and it is going to happen October 2nd, I believe, it will, uh, the weekend of October 3rd. But it, um, you know, parents missed it when it was time to go back to school. So that's, you know, not a great substitute. But there are a lot of good things in this bill. Okay. Uh, the governor was able to persuade $1.05 billion in tax reductions. And so that's a huge, that's a huge lift off the shoulders of Virginians who are working hard and paying more every month just to pay their uh, normal expenses. And so that's uh, wonderful. We've got the sales tax back in there. That's going to include raising the individual deduction. And that really allows people who are making less to not pay taxes, to pay less taxes. It helps everybody a little. We're still not competitive with our neighbor states, but we're working on it. We've got, we raised the age, um, we eliminated the age requirement for military retiree um, subtraction or deduction. So that means anybody who retires here in Virginia, depending upon age, is able to deduct that um, for the first $40,000. That's huge because we want those amazing employees and Americans to stay in Virginia right. and we're competing with other states. There's some other tax relief that's built in there. One of the really important things I think we did when we couldn't get consensus about long-term tax change with the Democrats is that we made most of the spending one-time spending. That's really important because we have a surplus this year, but if we put a bunch of, we allowed them to put a bunch of spending in there that was not limited to this single surplus, it would have rolled into being more expensive for you and me and everybody else in Virginia because we would have had to pay it in perpetuity. So it's a really smart investment of money that exists now. Mm. Um, We put an enormous amount into public education, amen, $645 million into public education, and that is for um, raises for teachers. It's more support staff. Um, which is huge. We haven't raised support staff in a long time. And it's $418 million in flexible one-time parents that are available to help with learning loss recovery to start instituting the Literacy Act, especially as it extends to eighth grade. It gives schools the ability to really help with um, all of those issues where children need to leapfrog ahead and not just, you know, maybe learn. We really need to be measuring and making sure they learn. So that's really exciting. Um, again, more salary increase for our teachers, another 2%, and, and really all employees in the schools. Raised, raised salaries also for our state employees. So this is a budget that does a whole lot of really important things that are valued by Virginia to make things here work better and you pay less. Yep. There are a couple of frustrations about the way the process played out. Really going past July 1 put us into an an entirely new fiscal year, and that meant that the surpluses that we had had to be counted for distribution in things like rainy day fund and, um, you know, uh, water management funds at a much higher rate, which meant there was less money it, it just it just basically compounded investments we would have already made and made it money that couldn't be used for any other reason in Virginia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that happened is that the budget has a lot of language amendments in it, too, that have no cost associated with them, but really help a lot of, um, help resolve a lot of uh, kind of kinks and frustrations and issues in Virginia. All the language amendments are lost because it was basically a new bill that was instituted. I'm so happy to say that the investment in um, mental health resources, huge, that was made and that is such an important investment. We're talking about crises, receiving centers, stabilization units, supportive housing, um, pay raises for people who are in the community providing those services. We To get a workforce, we need to pay people a meaningful living for them to be there and serving. Community-based children's health and mental services, another 11, almost $12 million for that. So um, lots of interventions to really address a lot of the post-COVID issues we're seeing with mental health in children and adults. Um, investments for, um, you know, all sorts of other health care uh, in, in Virginia as well, uh, especially to help build that health care workforce, big investments in incentivizing and helping pay for education at a higher level, too, for people to get nursing degrees and other things. So mm-hmm. a smart budget in so many ways, accomplishing a lot of my goals that I've, you know, been um, you know, really working on for the last eight years, and the governor has just taken that lion share at the shoulder to really get some of these things done. It's very exciting, um, but it has left us again with um, a little bit of a mess because of a lot of problems that were not resolved, and we're going to have to get right on that in January. Uh, Dr. Siobhan Donovan is joining us, member of the uh, Virginia State Senate. I'm so happy that you mentioned the uh, the mental health money, you know, uh, special ed, uh, mental health issues as a member of the Hanover uh, CSB up here. That, that stuff that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, to see that in place, uh, I, I think this governor, in terms of gubernatorial leadership and you in the state Senate, you two have been the the keys in, in, in making those investments in certain sectors that in all candor, if we want to be brutally honest, most people just sort of poo-poo and brush aside, but the, the two of you worked hand in glove to, uh, to make sure they, they've stayed at the forefront and actually been addressed. I'm so proud to have been able to work with him and to really help articulate to him some of the needs we had in Virginia, um, you know, as he was running for governor and then as we transitioned HHR and I do want to not leave out where we're talking near and dear to your heart, Jeff, the investment he's made in public safety and our law enforcement officers really dealing with compression and pay and, um, you know, funding, helping them. This issue of transport for mental health and people who have temporary, you know, restraining orders, he is really addressing that and investing to help our law enforcement so they can do what they're so good at which is really keeping our communities safe and not having them stuck in emergency rooms for 36 hours at a time. So, um, so many investments, worthy investments in law enforcement, Commonwealth's attorneys, um, hopefully that are making good decisions, clerks at the court that keep things working. You know, these, these are what we, this is infrastructure for Virginia. And, um, and so this is, this is as important and probably more important than roads and bridges as we talk about them when you're talking about infrastructure and how Virginia works. So, um, I'm very, very pleased. And remember, this is a budget he didn't write. 
think how good the one's going to be in December. Absolutely. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, I, number one, I always appreciate you making time for us, and I'm just so happy to hear the good news. I am, uh, as you are, I'm, I'm frustrated by the fact it took six extra yeah. months because the Virginia Democrats, I, I don't know what they had on their mind, but they they, they wanted to block this. Uh, great, great stuff. Uh, I'm up against it here, but what I'd love to do, I'd like to get you back. I know we've got early voting beginning in, in what, two weeks or something like that? It's something crazy. So uh, I want to get you back, especially for folks who are perhaps going to have the opportunity to vote for you for the first time. Uh, if they want to get ahead, best website for them to look at to learn even more about uh, State Senator Siobhan Donovan, Dr. Siobhan Donovan? DonovanDelivers.com. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jeff. All right. That is Siobhan Donovan. Uh, I, as you probably figured out, I think the world of her. I think she's a, a, a brilliant woman. Uh, she has served uh, admirably as my state senator uh, since I've been here in Hanover. They've, they've changed the district a little bit. So some of you guys in Henrico uh, are going to have the opportunity to support Siobhan Donovan starting the next couple of weeks with early voting. I would urge you to do it. 546, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.